so welcome to the Average Adventuring Party podcast, where we prove that there is not, in fact, a limit on how many times the DM can side his players in a single session. Have uh, you finished that yet? Honestly, I think that's really every session, but, you know. <laughs> so, I'm the GM, I'm Gary, over there we got Mike, we got Steve, we got Stephanie, we got Ray. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually let these guys tell you. Uh, so, what happened in the last, uh, the last couple of episodes? We didn't die. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go on record right here, right now. No matter how much these guys protest, I have not killed one of their characters on or off screen. Yes, yes you, you have. Well, that's my job to try, <laughs> but I haven't actually done it. And as I explained to Ray, if you kill a character and then reincarnate them as themselves with all their memories intact, it doesn't count. <laughs> Still have to die to be reincarnated. It counts. We'll have to uh, politely disagree, and since I'm the GM, my opinion is the one that matters. So aside from not dying, what uh, what have you guys done so far? Well, uh, we uh, we had just arrived in the caldera. We climbed a fuck-all-tall mountain. Yes, and we were in the town of uh, Overlook, and uh, we were running a little bit low on funds, apparently. So, uh, the bard Galdrian, the uh, rogue Ardith, Ardith's sister Shinara, and the druid Suna uh, decided to enlist with the mountaineer guard. And they were being tracked by the monk Iacus, who is a friend of Ardith and Shinara's father, and was sent by him to, uh, to keep an eye on them. We went on our patrol with the Mountaineer Guard, and we uh, found a very interesting individual, a human by the name of Arthas, Arthas Dubray, I believe was his name, mm-hmm. and uh, he ended up getting yeeted into tall grass, and when we followed him into the tall grass, there were some ants. Uh, we fought off the ants, Iacus made his appearance there, uh, and we discovered that there was a statue and that statue seemed to be intertwined with Erethus in some way uh, anytime it got forcibly moved he seemed to get moved in the same direction uh, we gave the statue back to him and he's accompanying us uh, we then uh, continued our I believe we went to uh, Destrum I believe a nearby town uh, spend a little bit of time there before uh, heading back to Overlook. We also learned that it is not culturally appropriate to try and ant eat plant people. Lessons learned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> and there's also something called the uh, Dreaming Dark that we want to try to avoid. And what that is, is uh, I guess when it gets dark, uh, anyone who gets caught out of doors and not in the confines of the city turns out to be uh, ripped to shreds. Yep, every time these guys have left Overlook or Destroom or even the, uh, the the little way station out in the middle of the savannah, you know, whoever was guarding it uh, let them know how much time they had basically until dark and kind of gave them that same warning which was get indoors, uh, get to a city, don't be outside. So yeah, that's, that's where we're going to pick back up is these guys having finished their patrol route for the day went went a little bit further 
met a couple of people in the city of Destroom. And when I say city, I mean there's like 12 people there. And then came back to Overlook. They, the, the monk Iokis uh, and his macabre sense of humor, uh, he carried just a bundle of body parts from the individuals they'd found on the, the road who stayed out at night. Yeah, nothing to do with that he's the biggest one of us and the strongest. Mm. Nothing at all. I mean, the job did say recover. Yeah, and, you know, you brought those back to Overlook, gave them to one of the uh, grave tenders there, and they they did pay you for the, basically for the privilege. They just wanted to make sure that everyone who died was given a proper burial. Uh, coincidentally enough, the party did find out that the going rate per body is about two silver. Mm-hmm. On their on their way through the town, uh, it's it's starting to get dark, and we we'd kind of talked about it a little bit, but everywhere there was a wall, uh, and in a lot of places where there weren't walls, even if there were like fences, as these guys left, they noticed all these sconce, uh, sconces, so torch holders, uh, lots of braziers, which are just like big fire pits. Now that they've come back into town. There's a small eh, army, we'll say, of the Mountaineer Guard who is going through and setting torches out, who is lighting these braziers. So pretty much on the on the corners of every building, by every door, on every fence post, there is now a lit torch or uh, a lantern or something along that, along that line. Each of the buildings is, for those of you who have been traveling, which is all of you, they are uncomfortably bright. Like, there is not uh, just an ounce of shadow in any building. The gates, we'll say as you're, as you're walking away, the gates have been closed. Like, the guards still maintain a presence there to keep anybody from going out. Where, where we actually left off last time was Shannara uh, letting loose the, the most fangirlish squee that ever existed pointing at a tavern and just like running over there going, we have to eat here, we have to eat here. Because outside of this tavern, on a little stool, are, uh, if you would imagine, just a whole like head of green cabbage. And it has little stubby arms and little stubby legs and big bulbous eyeballs just looking out. And there's three of them. And they're kind of just sitting around until they notice somebody watching them or somebody comes close. And then they start performing all kinds of cool Cirque de Soleil style, like acrobatics with each other. Uh, making like a little tower of, of uh, cabbage men and flipping around. And Shannara just keeps pointing as like, there, there, we have to eat there. We have to eat there. I don't care what they're serving. We have to eat there. But what if it's cabbage? Boil them, I, mash them, <laughs> eat them in a stew. She, she like looks... Looks at them, looks up, and the the place is called the Rearing Cabbages. And uh, she looks at you and says, "Most assuredly, it is cabbage, but still, with a pitch like that." <sighs> well, we we did go in, if you recall, because uh, your friend that doesn't work with elves, oh yeah, was working. With an elf. <laughs> yeah. He was talking yeah. with one. He was talking yeah, with yeah, one. Yeah, talking with one. So, yeah, as you, uh, as you go in, there is sitting at a table, kind of, like, the, the table is creaking under his weight, is that large elephantine man that we've run into a couple of times. There's um, 
an elf. I believe he had red hair. He's just sort of chilling. He doesn't, to Galdrian's eye, since since that, you know, you both overheard the last conversation of Bayul not working with the elves. The elf he is talking to does not appear as though he's from the Sun Chaser sovereignty. If he is, he is from one of the like distant corners of it. Which is to say, he is very pale and has red hair and is wearing kind of tribalish uh, clothing, which most Sun Chaser elves would not be caught dead in. It's not very fashionable. Also seated with him, I believe, was a dragon spawn. Mm-hmm. And beside them was a woman with blue skin and white hair, and she's covered in very, if you want to think like Maori or Polynesian type tattoos. She's wearing sort of like a, a vest and uh, some pants. And you can see them running all down her arms and up her neck. And she's got a staff leaned up against the table. As, uh, you know, as you come in, they kind of give you that, that like, adventurer-to-adventurer adventure nod. Like, oh yeah, we know you. If you look around, there's one elf who's behind the bar. And she is directing a small army of these little cabbage men. And, like, she'll hand one a mug of beer, and he'll hold it over his head with both hands, and then, like, hop off the table and run it to, to an adventurer, set it down in front of them, take some coins, and then run back. Arthur's going to maybe look at Shinar and say, no, you cannot have one. What about me? <laughs> Can I have two? Sh- Shinar- eat? Or as a pet. Shannara wasn't like actually grabbing one, but was you know like playing one of one of these little cabbage guys is on a on the edge of a table, and she's actively like poking it and playing with it when you say that, and uh, she gives it a like I'll be back for you later, and then turns around to Ardith and says I'm fully capable. You read the letter from Dad. It says I'm fully capable of making my own decisions. If I want a cabbage pet, I can have a cabbage pet. Are you going to take care of it? If I don't, we'll just have cabbage stew. I'm pretty good at making stew. There are so many things wrong with this conversation right now. One of one of the cabbages basically like stomps on the floor to get your attention, and it's standing in front of you, and then just holds a hand out and directs you to a table. But that is cute. Right. Uh... Let's, uh, let's not keep the little cabbage man waiting, or little cabbage girl waiting, uh, or... And when you person? S- cabbage, cabbage person. When you... When you s- a sprout, thank you very much. When you start walking that way, it basically tucks its arms and legs in, and then just rolls to the table. I guess now I'm hungry for a spring roll. <laughs> uh, after a second, it pulls out these little wooden tokens that are probably maybe three times the size of a playing card and hands you each one and it's just a little condensed menu. If you take a look at it, there's all kinds of stews. There's fresh butchered meat uh, and it has like a little list of preparation styles. And then there's like vegetable bread and then it has a, a small list of the alcohols they serve which is like beer, the other beer, uh, it's there's like Wella's beer, but it's kind of got a little scratch mark through it. And then down below that, there are the prices for a nightly stay. 
and you can stay in the common room or there's private rooms and they're relatively reasonable as compared to I don't know some of the higher class places you've been so like you would expect maybe to pay one two three ounces of silver for a night at a just one of these like mixed bar tavern inns anywhere else and she wants like 10 to 12 per person granted you know the places you looked at the night before when you first arrived were like 50 ounces of silver for a night but those were you know actual dedicated uh, hotels the little cabbage guy just kind of like looks at you expectantly back and forth let's see I, I think I will have uh, let's see I'll have this roast, and I will have uh, this beer right here. And I'll point to the one that's not scratched out. He takes your little menu, checks the thing. And then he's going, Galdrian's going to look over at Shinar and make sure she's not paying attention to him, and then leaning in and whispering, and, and uh, how much would it be to get one of you to come along with us? The cabbage looks up at you and it's just got like these big eyes, tucks its arms and legs, just hops off the table, rolls over, hops up onto the bar, and uh, that that woman, that elf behind the bar comes over. Hope you haven't insulted him. She says, he told me you wanted something off the menu? Uh, no, no. Uh, I'm going to gesture her to the size. Uh, my, my companion there, and I point to Shannara. She's absolutely enamored with uh, with the uh, little ones and uh, I was wondering if if uh, if we could arrange for a play date oh uh, well check with me at the end of the night and what we haven't used I'll be more than willing to sell will it still be capable of dancing around and rolling oh certainly oh alright then thank you so, not used, huh? <laughs> that, does that does that mean vegetable bread? I mean, of course, I'm not going to waste food. Uh, I'll have two of them. <laughs> the the bread? Of course. What else would I mean? Oh, oh, certainly. She uh, picks up that one little cabbage and like puts it on the table. He's got, you know, Galdrian's little wooden chip in his hands, and he looks expectantly at the the rest of you Chinara checks a couple of things and then puts a couple of silver on it and hands it are, are we staying the night here? oh yes we should, we should most definitely stay the night uh, oh hold on and Shinara takes it back and then checks the little like, private room box puts a couple more silver on it and hands it do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um, I was just going to have one of the stews and the vegetable bread mm-hmm and I'll stay in the common room. Is she not the only one actually getting a private room? Possibly. I mean, I, I would like a common room. Or I would like a private room. Uh, Shannara says, well, if you want to stay with me, Suna, you can. I'm pretty small. There's no way I'll take up the whole bed. I have my sleeping bag. I'm perfectly fine. Okay. Uh, I guess going to stand up. Uh, I'm staying in the common room, and I like to cuddle. Anyone wanna wanna volunteer to pay for a private room for me? 
I like his style. <laughs> at, at this point... Do you like to cuddle, too? There, there's, you know, the, the group that I mentioned earlier, there's a couple of other adventurers sort of scattered about. One of them looks up, like, sees your, you know, what, what do we settle on, eight foot tall? This is like, mm, no. And goes back to what he's doing. <laughs> All right. I'm going to choose a cuddle, buddy. See I'm you sh- tonight. I'm sure you'll make a great <laughs> pillow for somebody. I don't know. I'm kind of horny. Yeah, you two and dad are not allowed in the same room together. The cabbage is still looking at you guys expectantly. I placed my order. I placed my order. So I'm gonna order the same thing soon as Ed. This this stew and the vegetable bread. Okay. I ordered two vegetable bread already. Alright, anybody anybody staying? I'll do a private room for uh, myself, and Galdrin will look over at Ardith and say, You don't have to make it weird, but if you would like to share the room. Hmm. Shannara looks up and says, You can stay in my room, but I'm going to make it weird. <laughs> you always make it weird. Your little sister is what you do. It's in your job description. Galdrin was going to look over at that other table and say, well, if no one's going to stay with me, I might might invite someone. And he's going to look over at the girl with the blue skin and the white hair and the tattoos. She's, she's patently not paying attention to you. Uh, which, actually, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll say between the four of you, uh, the five of you, I keep forgetting to include Shannara in, in the numbers, your, your total is probably about 50, 50 ounces of silver. Do we have that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we, we were given 100. As an aside, who's keeping track of party gold? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wrote it that's, down. Okay. That's good. That Congratulations. That's what I was you're, asking. You're so, <laughs> party keeper. So, I'm, I'm going to do this once. You, which is Suna, Galdrian, Ardith, and Shinara, each got 25 ounces of silver. Okay. Yeah, you did. I did not. On the road, you found... 30 silver worth of gems. That you have, Gowdrin. Yes. I have, I actually have a sheet for that. Yeah. How much was it again? 30 silver worth of gems. You found f- 53 silver worth of actual silver pieces and silver piece bits. I have that all written down as well, actually. Yeah. And then you found yeah. 83 actual gold coins with three dragons minted on either side of them. Oh, yeah. It's probably Erethus. 83 pieces of horde gold. Correct. Erethus identified them as horde gold. Well, speaking of Erethus, is he with us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Erethus kind of follows you in at a leisurely pace and has taken... Is he that awkward sixth wheel now? Yeah, he's, he's kind of just standing around like he doesn't really know y'all, so he just goes and gets a table by himself. And he is likewise enamored with these little cabbage people, uh, to the point where one comes up to order him, order from him, and he just reaches over and picks it up, just like bodily, and like flips it over and starts examining it. And at some point, you just hear him go, "Well, that's bizarre," and then sets it down. Uh, the little cabbage person seems unfazed. You must be used to that. So while that's going on, let's let's talk about Suna for a second. Okay. 
Suna, there's, and you've, you saw this a little bit in Destroom, uh, but the music here is provided by a music box, like a little crank music box that you wind up, uh-huh. and then while it goes, you know, it plays a very simple, it's a big box, uh, it's probably the size of like a chest of drawers. Taking um, jobs away from hard-working bards. You poor, poor baby. Stupid automation. I mean, there is actually a stage. It's a small stage, but nobody's playing on it at the moment. So this is kind of like... Galdrian has seen this sort of thing before as a backup. I don't know if you've... I, and I don't know if there's a name for them specifically, but the music boxes that have the, the wheel with the little uh, raised bits, and they've got the metal mm-hmm. the metal pieces where the bits will, like, flick it and make that kind of... that noise, that metallic noise. You can hear that in the corner. But more than that, you start hearing this, like, tiny little bell. Okay. Just sort of off somewhere outside. And it's sort of sort of just, like, softly jingling. If you've heard, like, a, a tambourine, maybe, it's kind of like that. It's very soft. It sounds like there's a whole bunch of bells being rung. But you can kind of hear that outside. It does not seem to be playing in time with the music that is... And, in fact, it doesn't actually seem to be playing in time with anything. Is there, like, a beat, or a, is there a certain number of times it rings and then stops? No, it kind of sounds like... I don't know if you've ever... A, a good example would be if you've seen the, like, bell on a stick things where it has, like, the cluster of the tiny little bells. Uh-huh. It sounds like somebody just kind of, like, ching, 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 just kind of, like, bouncing that. Not in a rhythm or anything. It, it just is going outside. Huh. And I haven't heard it before. So, can anybody else hear any bells? I mean, Galdrian's over there on the table bitching about <laughs> uh, hard-working music? bards and music. So... Do I notice this? No? Nope. Huh. I'm gonna step outside real quick. You're crazy, I might be. I might be. So, Suna steps outside. I'm just going to kind of look around and not go far. Can I tell which way it's coming from? Yeah, we'll say if if you step out, there's a road. Uh, and over there is, uh, like, the square. The the Mountaineer Guard have finally come in. Uh, Commander Proudscream is over there still, like, getting everything set up for the next morning. But if you look to your right, sort of down the road, you hear that music over that way. Well, not music, you hear those sounds. Like I said, this place is uncomfortably bright. It's just bathed in this yellow-white light from all these torches. Just way down there, maybe like three streets down, you see this blue light that's sort of fading as it goes behind a building. I'm going to stick my head in the door real quick. Uh, Hey, Iacus. Yes? I'm going a couple streets over. In case I get lost, come look for me. Hold on. Are you okay here for a little bit? I, I think your little fox friend is getting in trouble. Oh, God. We've uh, been okay for an, a year. I'm, I'm you not can waiting. step away for five minutes. I'm not waiting on any of this, and so I, I went ahead and turned around and started walking away. I will quickly catch up to her because <laughs> yeah. that's what I do. <laughs> you, you are significantly faster than she is. Done an excellent job keeping you out of trouble. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe like a block up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Iokis catches up to Suna, and you can still hear those noises. 
Is it getting any closer, louder? Uh, it's not changing? It sounds like it's you're getting closer to whatever it is. And the two of you round that corner and kind of down that, like you can see maybe three or four streets down again. You, you see this kind of like bobbing blue light and it rounds a corner. I'm going to look up at him, at Iacus, and see if he, does, does he seem to see it also? He's, I mean, he's following you. He's just following yeah. me. Did you have anything to drink yet? <laughs> no, I don't drink. Maybe you should start. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't have to follow me. I was just letting you know that if I don't come back... Well, it's easier to find your dead body if I'm watching it fall to the floor. I mean, that's true. I don't know what this dreaming dark stuff is, but I don't know. I'm following something. Yeah, I'm following you. I'm going to keep going. Keep going. So you follow it, and it actually sounds like those bells have stopped moving away from you and have started moving back towards you. So by the time you you know, go three or four houses down, take a left, you can see like this little blue light kind of pulsing and then it goes up to one of the torches which starts to, to burn blue and coming your way is a, a woman she's tall, blonde, well muscled she's carrying uh, like a great big two handed sword across her back as she passes under this light you see her skin so she's fair complected right like you basically see her hair just completely fall out. You see her skin go scaly green. So think of a human face, right? And it just elongates into this snout that's got a, like a horn on the end of it, and then it has two fangs pointing down. And as she passes through that blue light, you see that, and then when she gets to the other side of it, she's human again. And then you stop hearing the bells. And the blue light goes away? No. Still there? There's a blue torch. It's a blue torch. And she passes by y'all, like, looks at you, kind of does a double take, and goes, excuse me, do you know where I can find somewhere to get something to eat? It's where we're, that's where we are headed. How about we go together? Or we'll walk with you. Now, as a note, do I see the woman? You, the whole time you have seen yeah. the woman. Who are you talking to? What's your name? Oh, uh, you can call me Klein. With a C. Klein with a C. With a C? Okay. I'm Suna. Oh. And I, I was talking Suna. to Klein. And, and you see Klein. I mean, you see... Oh, okay. I, I see Klein. You okay. see her. You did not see that transformation. Oh, no, no. Of course not. I was asking if I saw yes. the actual woman. Oh, Correct, yeah. okay. So, I take that back. Okay. <laughs> nice to meet you, Klein. <laughs> oh. So we're going to turn around and start walking back to the food. Okay. You know, like, shifts her greatsword. She's got a little, like, messenger bag. She's like, it's just so expensive here. We, my brother and I, we came up the mountain, and it's just, we weren't prepared for the prices and the scarcity. He's a spellcaster, and finding components is just... Oh, tell me about it. We have a spellcaster in our group, and man, she just made us work for money. I couldn't believe it. So not. We don't know them. They might be... Talking about a job! You can get a job in the morning if you're... We don't know them. They might be a risk to our wards. Well, my wards. Oh, no. I'm talking about a job. First come, first serve. 
go to that table, and I'm gonna, as we round the corner, I'm mm-hmm. gonna point to it and say, they'll they'll give you money if you go in a spot to patrol, and you gotta pick up dead bodies. Not the most unsavory thing I've been tasked to do. So they they'll give you money. Hmm. What is the most unsavory thing you've been tasked to do? We had to topple a warlord out in the plains, and that was. Did you kill him? Not. Well, I didn't. My brother did. Good, good. Did he do something wrong? (laughs) Well, I suppose it depends on your definition of wrong. He did murder a significant amount of people to get his way. Good, he should have died. Yeah, I mean, the people who hired us thought so. It's just, unfortunately, he had child soldiers, and that's a bit unsavory, but, well, you know... I mean, if you when, follow the wrong guy. When you're when you're paid to do a job, you're paid to do a job. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, so, uh, so once we get to this restaurant thingy, just to let you know, they have little cabbage people. Your brother can't have one unless they don't have unless they don't use them all. Then you know they're for sale no. at the end of the night. Uh, no, he can animate his own familiars. Oh, that's cool. He he seems to think so. What else can he... Ooh, can I give him something to animate? Uh, ooh, I can make Shannara something. He, Maybe she'll like me. She holds out a hand and is like, I'm, that's not my... Uh, and she sort of gestures to the broad, the broadsword, or the greatsword on her back, and says, uh, that's not my specialty. I'm, I'm more of the kill things directly. Oh, me too, me too. Uh, yeah. And when, when she sees the cabbages, she sort of looks at them. I don't know. Do they serve meat here? Yes, yes. Because one of us ordered a roast. Oh. Okay. I'm for it. Do you want to join us? Uh, or, sure. Okay, cool. Uh, at this point, Iokis and Suna step back in. They have a, a blonde lady with her, or with them. Uh, you guys have been brought your food and your room keys. Shannara just tucks in. Hey, hey, Shannara. Hmm? Before you go to your room, mm-hmm. can can I go with you for a second? I just want to see what I'm missing out on. I mean, like right now, and she. Oh, well, let's go check your room out. Can it wait? And she points at the bowl of stew. It's, it's really good and hot, and we haven't. How do I want to put this delicately? And she stares directly <laughs> at Galdrin and says, "Had many hot meals lately." Why are you staring at me for? I know I'm very attractive and hard to look away from, Shannara, but really, you must you must be more professional. Tell your sister to be more professional, please. Why is she being more professional? Iokis, do you see what I've been doing with? Oh, yes, yes. A non-provider. <laughs> yep. Mm, ain't that the truth? I meant they're acting like teenagers. I have so, teenagers oh, with oh, me. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, I see that. I happen to be the adult. So, so can you hurry up and eat? <sighs> sit, down, sit down, eat your food. Fine. She just brought a stray in, and now she wants to leave the stray with us. For just a second. Don't call a woman a stray when she's... St- uh, I must apologize for my companion's behavior. Uh, my name is Galdrian. Please, please come take a seat with us, and we'll shift over and... Very clearly, she has uh, a brother too. So, don't try anything; he'll beat you up. I'm sure. He's not. 
Oh no, he's the spellcaster. He'll do put a curse on you or something. Just what you need, a curse of impotence. I'm not... <laughs> I think you are misunderstanding my intentions here. I'm trying to You want to sleep with her, right? Climb, oh. which one are you pointing he at? Is the, he is the first <laughs> clarity. So be careful. Oh, no, I'm spoken for. See? Uh, see? see? It's, it's absolutely... She, Innocent is what she takes. She takes off her sword and takes off her bag and leans them against the table. He's being polite. And okay. Thank you. And sits oh, down and oh, says, okay. "I'm Clyde." I was trying to help. Hi. Uh, your friend found me mm-hmm. and directed me here, and then offered me a spot at your table. I hope you don't mind. My brother is. We well, he was looking for spell components, and then we split up to go look for lodgings and food, and this place is just completely and entirely overpriced. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, not the worst place I've slept in. The, the common room is not too expensive if you want to sleep out here. Although, watch for him. He's a uh, cuddler. I prefer sleeping on my own. Oh, okay. Uh, and she looks at this little wooden chip and... Uh... Well, none of this looks appealing. Uh, can I get that? And she points at Galdrian's roast, but a little more on the rare side. And the cabbage nods. She goes, I'll take that. Cabbage points at the bottom, which is like lodgings. And she goes, oh, no, I'd, I'd rather wait for my brother to see if he's found a more agreeable place. Uh, but, you know, they say a good portion of adventuring is networking, so... How far away are we from the stage? From the stage? Eh, maybe like ten feet. Hey, Galdrin. Yes. You want to go check out the stage? Maybe you could play and earn us some more money. You know, I would love to. I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but maybe I should speak with the uh, with the owner a bit. Uh, again? Again, yes. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Suna has a point. If you're going to accuse me of not providing for you... And I'm not accusing you of anything. No, that was me. That's oh, him. Okay. Yeah, that was then, me. then I should at least uh, try to earn my keep in the way that I know best. Well, then how about you and I go up to the bar and find her? All Let's right. ask her. Right. I'll, I'll help you. All right, thank you. Suna's in a making friends mood. That's not good. I, I prefer friendly, friendly Suna over, you know, chasing people away... Uh, threatening to kill them soon. Do you do that? Kill, yes. Oh. Kind of small for it. <clears throat> oh, I mean, my brother is pretty short, and he kills relatively easily. What do you think we've been doing? Yeah, Shannara just gives you the thumbs up because she's got like a, a bite of bread in her mouth. Okay, keep killing. Way to go. That's what yeah. I do. I have I to mean, protect my boy. See, why are you here? Well, <laughs> I realize there's no forest here. <laughs> because apparently I need to learn there's more to life than killing. Well, good job. You're trying to make friends. I'm proud something of you. Something about humor or humi- humorous or Humility? something? Humility? Yeah, I'm humility. What is that? Yeah, yeah. He told me I have to learn that. Uh-huh. Sounds made up to me. Yeah, doesn't <laughs> it? Yeah, yeah. Well, as far as I've known you, you haven't killed anybody, so I think you're doing great. Except some ants. Yeah, so she, she... Anybody, you know. Okay, I guess we're not counting ants. Uh, all right. Uh, well, let's go talk to the uh, 
barkeeper, see if she needs some entertainment. Uh, she might want a demonstration, and Galdrian will have his loot strapped across his back, ready to go. When, uh, as y'all are heading towards the bar, one of the little cabbage people is running with a pretty much like a plate of medium-rare beef and runs it up to Klein. And as, as we get to the bar, before he, before Galdrin calls over the bar check, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna kinda tug at his arm a little bit and try to say, uh, hey, hey Galdrin? Yes? So... I know we haven't known each other for very long, so you, you might think I'm crazy, but I'm going to tell you this anyways. Oh, no, I was afraid. Uh, no, 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 let me talk. No, I don't want to go where you're going. Let's, uh, let's, uh, so, the lady I just brought back, she, like, turned into a dragon thing. Lizard thing. I don't know. Cool. Scales. That's uh, interesting. Uh, so let's kill her. <laughs> no, no, no. There are plenty of people that are scaly, and I, I look over at the dragon spawn over in the other... Uh, in the booth. There are plenty Did of... Did it look similar to the dragon spawn? Because no. I'm going to follow his eyes. No? Okay. No. Uh, so the dragon spawn looks... It's probably about six and a half feet tall. Um, it's very muscular, but it has super fine scales all over its body, and it has a like a flatter, more humanoid face. Um, the thing you saw, like, had the long snout and fangs. And... Have you ever seen a pit viper? No. So think there. There's a horned snake. So it has more of like the flat oh, head yeah, yeah, with yeah. the horn, yeah. and it's you know got the pits and its nose basically. It was more along those lines. So, and I'm gonna follow your gaze as you're looking and, and shake my head and say no, it wasn't like that. Well, we can keep an eye on her, but uh, we, I, I trust your judgment in in what you saw. Uh, that's not that's not a question for me. In fact, uh, part of why I asked you to come along with, with us is because I, I just naturally assumed that you would be an excellent uh, excellent scout, so I'm, I'm willing to believe you. But let's not assume the worst right away. But there's something not right. Perhaps uh, it's a simple and innocuous explanation, or perhaps it's something we need to keep an eye out for. In either case... We shouldn't act rashly. So I shouldn't kill her just yet. Precisely. Oh, maybe I should sit down and meditate about it. That sounds like an excellent idea. That sounds like a good idea. And I can try to work my magic with her a little bit and try to uh, open up, maybe meet this brother of hers and try to uh, get a feel for them. Oh, and she said, speaking of the brother, she said the brother can animate objects. Mm-hmm. So y- you could come up with a different gift for Shannara. Maybe have him animate a... Um, you know, a turnip rather than a cabbage or something. She seems very attached to those uh, cabbages. So. Well, just offering. He's, you know. What? She she mentioned it. Well, uh, let me. Uh, let, you've got me on this uh, on this performing idea now. So let's let's go ahead and do this. I can't just tease a man like that. Well, I am teasing you because now you got to go back and charm her. No, not yet. Uh, but uh, she's I, not staying here. She she will once she hears my song. Okay, if you think you're that good. 
We'll say at this point, the the lady behind the bar like looks up from cooking and sees you, and walks over. And, I already told you, you gotta wait until the end of the night. Oh, this is uh, about something else. Uh, sorry, uh, I happen to be a uh, traveling musician, and I was wondering if you needed some entertainment. I'd be more than happy to uh, happy to just uh, play for tips, as it were. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, house gets half. Certainly, uh, certainly reasonable to me. And she uh, gestures towards the stage and goes, "Feel free." Should we finish your dinner first? Uh, he probably left it about half eaten. Gal Green's a light eater. I'm gonna go ahead and sit back down at the table. We need to get you a doggy bag. Mm-hmm. We'll say Klein is sort of in the process of uh, telling about this one time where they were having to hunt a vampire, and uh, they didn't. They never got close to the vampire because every time they did. It uh, would basically turn a town into thralls. They'd fight their way through the thralls, and then there just wouldn't be a vampire there. And that's kind of where the story ends. It's sort of that, like, well, we almost got him mm-hmm. 17 times in a row. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't, so... So did you follow him up here? No. My brother and I decided to take a break. We figured if we gave him time to build a lair, then we could track him to the lair instead of chasing him across the world. Oh, that's a good idea. That is a good idea. If at first you don't succeed, fail and fail and fail and fail and fail and fail again, then just give up. Mm. I like it. No, no. We're not giving up. We are, uh, how did my brother put it? Strategically Strategically withdrawing. Strategically reallocating our resources. Yes, yes. Oh, you're back. I am. Did she say he could play? Yep. No. And she looks over at Galdrian. Galdrian is uh, up on the stage and he waits for the music box to uh, kind of fade out. Uh, It's got a a break on it because basically it's it's got a super long crank time. So it'll just keep going and going and going until you stop it. He'll go ahead and wait for it to reach a satisfying cadence before he stops it. And then he'll he'll just, without saying anything, start playing a very uh, melodious uh, song without any any words to it? Mm-hmm. It's a very, a very. It's probably a song that he picked up from traveling through the Sun Chaser Sovereignty through some of the more tribal areas. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of uh, very intricate, like cross, cross string harmonies and melodies, where there's a lot of interweaving parts through it. Uh, it's very. Uh, very rhythmic and intricate, but it, he's being very tasteful about it. He's not embellishing it too much. He's just trying to trying to uh, provide some ambiance right now. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and make me a uh, a uh, we'll say a charisma check okay, if you would like to apply any modifiers to it. Boy, would I! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering this rule. So I know you didn't put anything into music, so okay, well, that, that's promising. That's a so uh, 18 on the die plus five. For wandering minstrel plus five, so that's uh, twenty-eight. Okay. Over the next little while, Galdrian starts playing, and at some point, Commander Proudscream comes in, and he's this just big human. He he walks over, and says, "Can I join you?" Uh, go ahead and gesture if there's a place on the stage mm-hmm. for him. Uh, he just sits on the edge of the stage. And he pretty much just like pulls his helmet off and keeps beat on it. He's not a 
great player, but he can kind of keep up with you. And a couple of people, including that blue-skinned woman, come up and drop a couple of silver pieces on the stage for you. She leaves. Bayul leaves. Uh, we'll say that elf and that dragon spawn stay. Eventually, Klein finishes her meal and looks around. I don't know if this is to my brother's liking as far as accommodation goes. He's, how do I want to put it delicately, he needs the finest of beds to sleep upon, and mm. I don't know that this place will provide. There's, over by that uh, by that tower, I think there's a place he said is a little bit fancier. In fact, that's probably where he's at now. I'm sure I'll see you around. We'll be in the caldera for a while, as much effort as it took for us to get up here. I don't imagine we would leave anytime soon. And she slings her bag over her shoulder and just grabs her sword and says, uh, I'm going to go see if I can find him. <coughs> Been out there long enough by himself, and I don't trust him not to have spent my share of our, our earnings. And she points at Sun and says, Well, it was nice meeting you. Where did you say you could sign up for? Just right over there? Yep. Yep. We'll probably see you there in the morning. Oh, I'm sure. Unless he finds something more profitable. Yeah, uh, I'd like to meet your brother one day. Sure he'll be around. He's yeah. a lot like me. And she sort of gestures and blonde haired. You'll know him when you see him, I suppose. Okay. Well, nice meeting you. Oh yes, thank you for the uh, thank you for the invite. She grabs up her stuff, waves to Galdrian. Let me know if you kill someone. That's awfully cool. You know, as small as this town is, I'm sure if we killed somebody, you would know about it. Oh. And vice versa. I mean, that's true. No, right now I think we're just taking it easy. So are these guys. It's not fun. Sounds like a good idea for us. <laughs> should name myself something. We should get a band together and call them, like, the Sparrows. No, she, she gives you, like, one final wave, heads out the door, takes takes a left, and, and leaves. Well, that was fun. Mm. Yay, socializing. So we're going to kill her. Sonara oh. looks up and goes, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, this little blue light led me, and when she passed in front of this blue light, she turned into, like, a snake lizard lady. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. It's not a good sign. The gods were giving me a message that she was... She is. Suna, did you meditate okay. yet? No. Meditate. I'm a master in meditation. I can, I can actually... Uh, help you by saying when you meditate, you don't actually focus on all the ways that you can kill somebody. You actually think about not killing people. I know how to meditate. Okay, just just making sure. It's just you're giving off the vibe that you think about the different ways that you're going to kill that somebody instead of not killing somebody. I don't know. Sometimes it's helpful to think about it so you don't kill them. Wait, are you speaking from experience here? Maybe. I'll have to try that. I'm just thinking, you know, my god has a tendency to let me know when evildoers are near me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I protect my forest. Mm-hmm. So maybe they are happy with the fact that I climbed this mountain. And they're showing me the evildoers here. Suna, is your god always this abrupt? 
just for future reference. Well, no. Okay, so she's not going anywhere anytime soon. You don't know that. She could be out there killing right now. Again. I mean, to be fair, they were talking about how they murdered a bunch of children. So, I mean, I could get behind killing them. Mm. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you can't just go around killing people in civilized areas. Especially when you don't even know Ooh, they've done it. What about wait, wait. what about whenever they specifically admitted that they killed a lot of children? Well, Are you advocating that it's okay to kill children? No. Wait, wait. What wait. kind of person Iacus, have you been traveling with? Iacus, wait a minute. We need him <laughs> because his magic can detect magic around her. Maybe she's got some sort of shield or something. Of course, of course. But so we I want to get back to the no. point that he's saying it's okay to kill children. I never said that. What I said was that we can't just go around murdering people unprovoked in civilized areas. That's a very excellent way to wind up dead. Wait oh, a come... minute, why not? <laughs> uh, well, if they uh, let's did see. Wrong. The, the, one, Sh- two, Sh- three, four, five, six. Shannara stands up and is like, well, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a conversation way over my head. So, anyway, no killing anyone. No, no, of course, but isn't it more evil to allow just children killers, children killers, to walk away and walk around than to do something about it? Isn't it more just to take care of the children killers? Well, while I absolutely agree with him, we do need to find out why she is hiding who she is. There's a good point right there. Yeah. That doesn't before we killing people. We I didn't say we had to kill him. She was the one arguing for that. I just said, hey. They're children killers. I can get behind that. Uh, I believe uh, Shannara said something about going to bed. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, she's just been kind of gathering up her stuff. Oh, uh, Shannara. Let the histories be noted uh, come that with me real quick. defends children killers. Uh, all right. I'm going to go up to the bar because <sighs> I still need to drop off my uh, drop off the half of the coin that I made. So how much did you roll? Oh, I rolled a 28. 28? Uh, yeah, we'll say that you... Uh, you give 30 to the bar, and you take 30 as well. So, cool. so minus 50 for the party, but plus 30 for Galgrim. Shannara says, okay, we're up here. I'm going to, uh, to the bartender says, uh, yes, uh, do you have any uh, cabbages left over? Well, the night's still young. Uh, we usually stay open. Uh, you adventurers are a restless lot, so we'll probably be open for another five, six hours. Right. Well, uh, is is there any amount of uh, that I could uh, perhaps exchange for just one for my compatriot here? You know, here, just take this one. It'll it'll save us some time later. And she just grabs one who's probably like in the midst of washing dishes. She's like yunk and hands it to you. I, I turn to Shinara and says, well, I didn't want to spoil the surprise too early, but uh, here you go. Oh, that's adorable. And she just takes it, like, nestles it in the crook of her arm. You can't share my room, Galdrian. No, I, I already got my own. Oh, I was going to say, I think Uncle Moo would beat you to death. I think your sister would beat me to death. You're also uh No, I would stab you. There's that, yes, yes. Oh. She turns back around and says, Suna, you're welcome to join me. Ardith, you're welcome to join me. 
So are you really going to keep that cabbage? Maybe. What if it starts smelling when it goes bad? Anybody got a spell for that? We'll see. I have four stomachs. That's not really a spell. No, that's the option, though. She uh, she takes the cabbage up to her room. Well, uh, I guess I'm going to my room. First of all, a word, please. Yes. Wow, that was eager. <laughs> okay, I know you. you any questions about Ayaka showing up here? Well, uh, he's not going to murder me in my sleep, yes? No. All right, then, then that's really all I need to know. That's why I'm here. To murder me in my sleep? <laughs> to make sure you don't get murdered in your uh, sleep. I was going to say that was uh, very, very specifically part of why I hired you. <laughs> yes, it was. But, uh, no, he, he seems to be a friend of your family. Yes. Fun. Fun, yes. <laughs> so much fun. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm certain we'll get to know one another better, but uh, in the meantime, uh, oh, uh, I already gave your sister her, her share, but uh, here's yours for uh, being my loyal protector, and Galdrian will take uh, 15 of the 30 silver he got and give it to Ardith. Thank you. If your sister asks, that cabbage cost 15 silver. Okay. Did it actually cost 15 silver? No, it was free. I'll settle up with her later. I'll deal with her. Okay, so you're going to your room, right? Yeah, Galdrian okay. got his own room. Yeah, I know that. I'm, I'm gonna... Is there like a corner uh, bench or something that I can take my sleeping bag and go... So, when you over? when you round the bar, uh, there's some stairs that basically go up a half floor, and then behind that are the uh, the rooms, and then in the center of all the rooms is a common room. And it has a couple of low tables, and then it's got these big pillows, basically. If you want to think like beanbag-shaped pillows, um, it's got four or five of those, and there's someone on most of those already. I, I want to find a spot up against a wall to put my back against mm -hmm. and meditate. Yeah. You can move one of the benches out of the way, and there's, there's a wall. I'm sorry, one of the tables out of the way, and there's a wall. Yeah, I'm going to sit there and meditate. Iacus is going to head back there and the person on the second pillow I'm going to uh, <laughs> go cuddle up with them real nice and warm uh, we'll say it's uh, it's a dwarf and this guy is mostly made out of stone and when you go to cuddle with him he says I'm sorry this is already taken I know Grapple. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he holds a hand out and just kind of like pushes you away. So, no, this is a this is a one person chair. Not anymore. <laughs> he uh, reaches down to his leg and pulls out a knife and says, "It's going to be a one person chair." I like him thorny. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Go ahead and. Uh, what is grapple? <laughs> Struggle snuggles. <laughs> <laughs> what am I rolling? Oh, no, you're going to take about seven points of damage as he just jabs you in the ribs as hard as he can with this knife. Excellent. I grapple. <laughs> Why do you bleed on him? 
Go ahead and uh, make me a, a melee basic attack. All right. Uh, let's see. Melee. What do you add to that? Uh, dex plus level? Mm-hmm. 11. Yeah. <laughs> you, you try to double down, and you're going to take uh, eight more damage as he just starts to push you off and stabs you again. So is he is he standing up? Yeah, at this point he like pushes himself off. Awesome. Then I'll lay down on the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, looks at the knife, which is still bloody. He like looks at you. And it turns around, and if anybody's still in the the main room, they see him walk down to the proprietor, just like point up there and start saying something. At which point she gets up, goes into the room, looks at you, says, you can't bleed in here. You're going to have to leave. <laughs> Not to worry. I'm better, and I'm going to take a recovery and stop bleeding. Oh, no, you're not going to stop bleeding. You'll oh. still be bleeding. You just oh. won't be dying. Uh, well, I'd like to talk her into uh, try and convince her that he attacked me. Uh... <laughs> Go ahead and make me a charisma check. That is a 19. A 19? Yeah. No, that's not going to do it. She says, it doesn't matter. You can't start fights here. I wasn't fighting. He attacked me. Stop. All these people can tell you. He pulled a knife and stabbed me. Uh, she says, okay, I'm going to go get the guard now. <laughs> And here we thought the bard was going to be a problem. Or the little fox person. No, it's you. <laughs> yeah, she she leaves. <sighs> All right, I'll leave. See y'all tomorrow. At least let me... Uh, you could cuddle with him. Uh, he's already in his room. Yeah. Like, he, he has no idea this is going on. So where does where does Iacus go? Uh, that is a fantastic question. He'll probably camp out in the common ground and just set up my tent mm-hmm. and go there and get the first in line for the the job tomorrow. I mean, there's a plan. Yeah. So, Galdrian, you go to your room. It's a small room. It's It's basically got a twin bed in it and nothing else. One thing you will notice, though, is that there's these vents at the top of the walls, like every wall except for the outside wall, that lets light bleed through. So there's no way to get a dark room in here. Hmm. We'll say Shinara's probably in the room next to yours, and when she hears you come in, you'd see her just like stand on the bed and pull herself up to the <laughs> vent and look over at you. Yeah, Adrian's going to look and says, don't, don't peek. You wish. <laughs> and... Uh, so where did Ardeth go? Since they're next to each other, she's going to go to her sister. Okay. Because he can handle himself to an extent, and he's next door. If he screams, she'll be right out. Yeah, like, the two of you could probably lay on that bed back to back, and yeah. it wouldn't be comfortable, but, you know. Or we can cuddle. Sisters cuddle. Yeah. Suna, your your common room, that dwarf, you know, the, the elf leaves, the guard comes in a few minutes later, and pretty much tells the, the dwarf to, to clean up because there's now one of these pillows that's got blood all over it. He, he puts up a, a bit of a complaint until the guard threatens to fine him for resisting 
their their orders, and then he, you know, cleans up. Uh, otherwise, you're able to go to sleep. Uh, Iokis, you you go to the to the training grounds, basically find somewhere to sit, and you're kind of doing that thing where you put your back up against something so you can see out, and you know you kind of look one way, you look the other way, look the other way, and when you look back, sitting over here, just we'll say on a bench or something, is a, a woman. She's got really light tan skin. Mm-hmm. She's got very nice dreadlocks that are kind of bound at her neck. She's wearing what you recognize specifically as one of the desert nomad style mm-hmm. robes. Um, but it's been clearly been like hacked off to make a vest and she's got chain mail underneath it. She's got this uh, like long skirt that likewise has been slit up the sides and you can see chain mail on her legs. And then she's got this sort of messenger bag at the small of her back. And she's just perched on, we'll say like on the, her butt's on the, the backrest of a bench and she's got her fists under her chin and she's watching you. Her face is divided in half by this black makeup mm-hmm. and the right side of her, ma- her face is like metallic bronze, you know, it's covered in makeup and she has, what do you call it, coal under her eyes, like the, the blackening around her eyes. Yeah. And then on the left side of her face... It's her natural skin color, but it's got these very, like, pictographic markings also in makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's just sitting there looking at you. She goes, you're not supposed to be outside at night. It's not healthy. Uh, true, but it seems staying inside is as unhealthy for me as, as out. So, here I am. Oh, yeah. And she sort of looks at your, you know, you're probably still dripping blood a little bit. And she goes, that's... Unfortunate, You know, you really shouldn't provoke the natives. I just like to snuggle. You're in a place that has a lot of passion uh, and intensity and people who are very, very dangerous in close quarters. So maybe select your snuggle buddies a little bit better next time. I'll talk to them first. <laughs> I, I would say that at the least. How have you, have you found the city otherwise? I haven't experienced much of the city, except for handing in, like, five hands. Doesn't matter where you go the world over. Somebody is trading in bodies. True story. What brings you here? You, actually. Uh, That's... Seeing as how I just got here, that seems odd. Care to explain? Not particularly, but... Okay. You've been following them, I've been following you. It's a thing. Oh, okay. How long have you been following me? Because that's rather impressive. I I took the direct route up the mountain. (sighs) Let's see. I don't know. Gears? Hmm. That's even more impressive because the centaurs don't like friends. Amongst other things. I actually have something for you. Okay. Uh, I was I was asked to deliver it to you, uh, and this seems like a good enough time. Okay, well, if you've tracked me for this long and gone through half the crap that I had to go through, uh, I'm willing to listen. <laughs> what do you have for me? 
hold on. And she grabs her bag from behind her back and pulls it around, uh, flips it open, and there's this um, very thin, sort of like a veil-type cloth, and it's maybe the size of two fists together. And she goes, uh, yeah, that's it, and hands it to you. What was your name? I'm called Random. Random. Your parents must have hated you. Oh, no, it's... What would you call it? A sobriquet? A nickname, maybe? Okay, alright. That's not my real name, but it's what I've been going by. Alright, well, that's random. I I can appreciate that. Uh, Thank you. Uh, What is this? It's a bag. You open it, you see. Oh. And inside it contains something. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, if you've spent all this time following me, then I'll give you the payoff of seeing what it is, too. I mean, I know what it is. Oh, well, that's no fun. I'll open it and see what's in the bag. So inside the bag is a belt that's, like, coiled up. Okay. Um, so it's pretty massive for you. It's more like a like a sash. It's probably, like, <laughs> six, eight inches wide. Okay. And it is made out of these, like, super-duper fine uh, chain mail. Okay. Um, and they're kind of a, like, brass, bronze, like, okay. sort of slightly yellowish color. It goes with your outfit, mm-hmm. if that matters. Uh, okay. But it is not the same yellow as your, like, armband or your bandana. Okay. That's a very nice bell. Thank you. I'll go ahead and put that on now. Okay. So you uh, you put it on, and she goes, you know, he said that it would look good on you, and it does. I hope it serves you well. You said he. Who, who is this from? Who is he? A benefactor. He has a vested interest in, in making sure you succeed at whatever endeavor you, you choose. Well, then I will heed your advice of not snuggling with random strangers as much. I won't say that was the inciting incident for me making an appearance, but as just as he has a vested interest in you, his uh, priorities become my priorities. And I just felt this was a good time to make myself known. It's been a while since I've been around people, so... Good advice. We know. A long time. And she goes, well, I have a little bit more sightseeing to do before it gets fully dark. Um, so I thought I would just drop that off for you. Well, thank you. Does Can I tell if it does anything or makes me feel any different? Mm-hmm. Like I. Yep, so you, you put it on, and it's got like a, a clinch on the front. You feel that wound... <laughs> close up. Okay. Like it stops hurting. So... Does he happen to like ham now? No. <laughs> uh, you have been given a true magic item called the Belt of Brutal Vigor, which I have a card here for you. Brutal. It naturally gives you plus one recovery per day. So you should now have nine. Okay. You gain a recharge power, uh, which is to say you can use it once per fight and then at the end of the fight... You get to make a d20 roll to see if you can use it in your next fight, which is whenever you rally, you get to make a basic attack for free. She uh, says, well, I'm I'm glad you like it. 
holds out her her hand for that classic like forearm uh, handshake. Shakes your hand. He goes, "Don't forget, my name's Random." Random. Mm-hmm. And then she walks away, and as soon as she like walks out of the courtyard, you forget everything that just happened. Okay. You've always had that belt. Yep. It's a super cool belt. Yep. Forgotten. Always had it. Yep. You've always been a quick healer. Yes. Mm-hmm. You uh, put your back against the wall and go to sleep. And that's where we'll end uh, this episode. Just a couple of housekeeping things for all the listeners. We are, we did change the uh, Patreon tiers around a little bit, just doing some, some research. So our $3 tier is now where you can get all of our behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, the bonus podcasts and everything like that. The $5 tier is where you can join us on Discord. Also, we're looking at changing our goals up a little bit. We did have our first goal as uh, when we hit $15 a month, which we're about halfway there, by the way. We were going to publish a website. We've got some ideas for that. We've actually found another website host that gives us the same functionality, but it's free. So we're going to restructure our goals a little bit, I think. And these guys might come up with some other stuff, but the first one we're going to do is add a section to when we hit $10 a month, We'll add a section to the website that's all of the recipes and drinks and games that the players encounter in the game world. Uh, Because I think it's been previously mentioned by Stephanie, but uh, the last time we did this setting, I went a little overboard coming up with like taverns and inns and buildings and businesses and stuff just for fun. And we went to only one. Yeah, and you only went to one. So I did come up with like menus for them. And we'll, we'll put some of these recipes online, and if we happen to make them in-house, we'll uh, put pictures of that on there as well. So, just a heads up of kind of what we're doing, shifting things around. Um, I think that's all I've got for this episode. Just throwing it out there, I want to drop the uh, drop the outro thing. May, may all your uh, adventures be anything but average. Eh, I'm not a fan of it. So... I think we might change that up. We might put something new there. Who knows? So we're trying something new this episode. But other than that, that's all I got. And we'll see you guys next time.